0: station now number one for podcasting
1: the PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick we take care of our own now here's Miller and Condon Ken Miller Trent Condon Miller and Condon on 1460
2: KXNO and now on 106.3 FM
1: All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a football Friday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours talking sports and a whole lot of football, I'm assuming. Although there will be some college basketball sprinkled in here uh, on the uh, radio program. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. 1030. We will start with our friend Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com. The Men's hoopsters are in action tonight. The football, obviously, tomorrow, two thirty, when the Gophers come to town, Floyd of Rosedale. So cold, I can't get my mouth to work. Uh, we'll be uh, will be in the stadium. Will it take a bus trip north, or will it stay right there? Uh, Dave Sproul on Iowa State. They're in action tonight at Hilton Coliseum, pretty big one. Oregon State in town uh, to take on a uh, TJ squad. Uh, that tips on ESPN Plus. If you don't have it, you want to hear it, you can tune your radio down the dial to 100.3, the bus. That's where the Cyclones play here uh, in central Iowa. So Dave Sproul will join us at 1045, talking Texas Tech and Oregon State, amongst other topics with Dave. 11.05, uh, Trent, Bama, Bob, and I will go around college football. I Well, seven or eight games, I think, on the docket today to opine on. Uh, we will do that at 11.05. Give you, our listeners, four of you anyways, an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons about 1135, 1140-ish before we make our picks uh, to get out of here just before noon. And you head to the Dome to call both semifinals, you and Joe Stacy on 96.9 The Bull. Early game, uh, Valley and Ankeny, City High and S.E.P., what a half hour after the early game concludes. Roughly seven thirty is when it's scheduled. Well, it's scheduled for seven. Oh,
3: is it? The chances of it happening at seven? Yeah, not very good. Not real high. Right. No, no. and that's okay. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's okay to be in the dome. It's not like we're going to be outside, right? You got climate controlled. It is a beautiful seventy-one degrees mm-hmm. inside the Unidome. Looking forward to it. Should have a chance to be two really, really good games. And tell you what, those uh, little Hawks from Eastern Iowa. Well, no surprise, a little chirpiness going on oh, over there? there. But Good. a lot of confidence coming out of Mitch Moore's program. We will see tonight.
1: Uh Southeast Polk, I saw that the Iowa State football program used them, let them use their indoor complex to practice. Mm-hmm. Was it well, I saw the picture yesterday, so probably Wednesday night. Uh they uh the Rams were in Ames to uh, take advantage of those facilities and practice indoors. So that's actually going to be part of our Claxon's question today. Oh, really? Yeah, the tiebreaker is going to be both of the semifinal scores. Oh, okay. Combined,
3: combined. Yeah, so two games without going over. All right, closest without going over. All right, I, I have my estimate. I'm
1: going to go. Well, I you know what I'm not participating in, yeah, so we'll, I'm just going to keep it to myself. Maybe you'll throw it in with our picks. Boy, our picks trend. I'm I'm coming off back to back one and fours.
3: Back to back four and ones for this it's, guy.
1: You are pulling away in this, Mr. Content. Friday, late morning. Yes, that's true. You're having a pretty, pretty pretty good run. Uh, So we'll see. That's coming up uh, just before we skedaddle at uh, 11.55-ish. So you and I went down to defeat again last night. You said that Vermont's good and (laughs) a sneaky team, a a team that you certainly don't want to take lightly. Boy, these Panthers, Trent, this is not the, obviously, Mr. Captain, obvious, not the start you want to get off to. Um, Alarm bells ringing?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think that there is a really big disconnect right now with the offense for the second consecutive they can't shoot. Game. It's not that they can't shoot. They can't well, get any sets. They can't make sets. a basket. They can't get any sets. It just uh, it looks like Did you watch any of it last I night? I did. And you know point guard spot, AJ Green, just trying to, to round into that form. It's one thing to be in the gym and, and to be playing, but mm-hmm. a year away is going to do this and they looked really, really bad both games offensively. It was, yeah. uh huh. Hopefully Austin Fife can go get an offensive rebound and put it back in. That was about as good of an offense as they could find. Green was better last night, but he wasn't great by any means. He no. shot the ball better.
1: Well, free throws he missed a bunch, and it doesn't seem like he would normally do. No, not at all. Zero assists. Where's Bowen Bourne? I mean, obviously he's not playing. Right. What's the situation? I haven't there? heard. You know?
3: Yeah, I hadn't heard. If I'm, I'm going to guess, it's obviously an injury. Uh-huh. But without him out there, Heisey. I, I never walked away overly impressed by him last year. And same thing this year. He's really struggling. It mm-hmm. almost seems like maybe this is a little too big of a stage for him. He's not quite certainly a starting level player at the MVC level. I thought you saw that last year. He was young. Now you're seeing it this year, too. Yeah, without Bourne out there, that's a big, big problem. It, it hasn't been what's happened inside, and that's sometimes a problem for you and I. It's been the guard play. You know, mm-hmm. Burhau. he's couldn't been okay. Shoot. Pickford, yeah. Couldn't shoot. They were combined three for 15. Well, and... Pickford is what he is. He's just a physical beast in there. You know, he can go in there, he can rebound, mm-hmm. use his athleticism. Not a great offensive player by any means. It's just a team that feels broken right now, two games in, which wow. is crazy because I really thought this team had a real shot of yeah. being up there with Drake and Loyola. I thought mm-hmm. they were going to be that good two games in not even close. Well, uh, football last night,
1: did, did you watch any of the college game? What did you spend more time on? The NFL or the college game? NFL. Did
3: you? Yeah, but I watched a little bit now early after I of course had Pitt and I'm down early. Well, you looked or like, I had Carolina, I was down early. I'm like, well, it's over?" It, it certainly seemed like it was. Yeah.
1: I mean, Pickford was just, they could he couldn't uh, he was really good early, and mm-hmm. then the rains came. Yes. And what a difference that made to mm-hmm. that football game. I don't think it came close to the
3: total, did it? No, no, it was a huge. It was like it went off at seventy-two something, yes. But it was higher as the week went on. People saw the rain was coming, and that's why it started to go down. Okay, I think it was maybe seventy-six at one point. It was really, really high. But well, the rain was the difference, as you can saw. And then when you have a ticket, Carolina plus six and a half. What do you don't want? You don't want overtime. I wanted the kid to miss the field goal at the end at regulation. Right, just just miss the field goal. And and
1: then if and then if you are going to get beat, you want your team to. You know, not let them score first because then they will kick the extra point. Um, yeah, it was it wasn't your night in that respect.
3: Broken hand for Bowen. Born is that you what to it is? The Chad Smith for helping out with Thank that you, one. Thank you, Chad Smith. I heard from the Chad Smith. He was in Vegas. Oh yeah, hope he had fun out there for his anniversary. I think is that was. what it was yeah. good for him. Yeah, Bowen worked for him at the Norwalk shop when Bowen was in high school. Broken so. hand. Wow. Yeah, that's impactful. Yeah, they I'll need him it. back in a big, big way.
1: Uh, yeah, the, the the college game was fun. The NFL game, Trent, it's just these.
3: You asked me yesterday. It's unbelievable. How do the Ravens lose this game? I, said. I just did. not watch the NFL?
1: It, it's been crazy this past week. Now I'm starting to rethink. Well, how does Tennessee lose this week? Well, did you watch last week? Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to think I'm on the wrong side of this one. There was a couple that just jumped off the page at me, Mr. 1 and 4. Bills,
3: Jets, um, is it a foregone conclusion no. the Buffaloes going to go into the Meadowlands and win mm-hmm. that game? You can't say that anymore. You walked in here for about the total of
1: 15 seconds for our pre-show
3: meeting yes. today. I think
1: the only sentence you said was, "Who's good in the NFL?" Yeah. Who is good in the NFL? Arizona? Maybe? I probably.
3: Who's who else? Arizona? <laughs> it's a team that lost at home to a very depleted Green Bay team just 2 Thursdays ago. Right.
1: And who the and who the Vikings probably should have beat, but yeah. you can say that about the Nebraska Vikings. Um, but they so similar, both the, the the Huskers and the Vikings. Don't way put to that lose. taint on the Vikings. Come yeah, on. I probably should. That's unfair. They're not that big of a loser, are they? Yeah, they, they probably they, they've had a, they've had it's one close. of those years, one of those disappointing years where seemingly you know play here or play there. Is Tennessee good?
3: I don't think so.
1: Is Buffalo good? No. Is Cleveland good? No. Are the Chiefs good? No. Chargers? No. All right. So we've just gone through the AFC. All right. Uh, Packers? Yes. I
3: agree. Cowboys? Mm. Last week, you probably watched a lot more Every of the game. Every single play. So... It was the physicality, right? We're going to run it right at Mm -hmm. the—because the defense has been Micah Parsons. Well, he's not the biggest linebacker, by any means. Nobody's as fast as anybody in the league. But we're going to play bully ball. We're Uh going to play physical with you. That's how you beat this Dallas team. So is the blueprint out, or is it just any given Sunday?
1: Well, the Broncos said that the blueprint is out, Mm -hmm. is how teams are going to beat this team. And the Cowboys did not like that. And the fact they were uh, lipping off all week long, CeeDee Lamb, the latest uh, of which made some news yesterday. I still think the Cowboys are good. Not great. Not great. All good right. is, good Tampa, is fair.
3: Is, good, is Tampa good? Yes, they're they're good. Their defense has problems, uh-huh. especially the pass defense. But yeah, they're good. Are the are the Rams good? Yes, they're good. Despite what we saw last we, week? Well, we well, think, both think Tennessee's okay. I just think that was any given Sunday. That's what yeah. I'm going to chalk up the Rams' loss last Sunday night to. Because watching that, it was, was kind of weird. They felt out of sorts. There's going to be those weeks. Mm-hmm. Not falling into the trap of overrating what we saw a week ago. I'm okay with the Rams. And certainly before the Odell news, which... Right. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I don't... He, he get, was, he's, from a Rams he, he perspective. not
1: good since he, well, he, he, he puts up a few. He was a better giant. When he when he broke into the league, you're thinking the sky's the limit, right? And then we saw that amazing catch. Was it Sunday night football or Monday night football? It Sunday was a primetime game. Yeah, it was a primetime game. I think it was because uh, Collinsworth was there, so it must have been Sunday night football. Uh, anyways, let's do the locals real quick before we get into them in depth with uh, Kakert and Sproul. Uh either of the two teams which of the two teams is more likely to
3: not finish the deal this weekend Oh I it's Iowa no doubt Yeah yeah I don't I don't think it's close Do you really see Iowa State losing to this Texas, Texas Tech Texas
1: Tech beat West Virginia in Morgantown yeah. <laughs> I mean we just saw West Virginia and again this was early October Texas Tech doesn't have a coach No that's true Well
3: they've hired a coach
1: mm-hmm. but they don't have a coach, and they are holding back as to who the quarterback is going to be. Yeah, uh, look, Iowa State saw Shuck on uh, January first last year. And mm-hmm. was wearing an Oregon suit at the time, right? Um, and, and then the other kid who was apparently he, he hardly plays. I think his name's Armstrong. I don't think I've seen him play at all. He played a little against Kansas. I, I don't I, think I it looked. matters.
3: No, I don't think it does either. I would be um, shocked. I would not. So shocked. no, look ahead to Oklahoma. No, uh, I guess he could play. I I was not shocked by the Baylor game. I could see that happening. I was surprised by the West Virginia. Mm-hmm. This one would be by far the most shocking loss mm-hmm. if they took of the three that would be in the Big 12. This would be the one where I would say, whoa. Yeah. West Virginia, okay, you can kind of, all right, makes sense. They got some dudes, and Deggie played as well as uh, maybe he has not his Quick Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Baylor, we see, is yeah, a good physical. team. And I warned people going into that week, mm-hmm. watch out. Because I think a lot of people were We're sleeping on Baylor Mm -hmm. going into that one. This one here, I just don't see a path. I just don't. Do you, before we get
1: to Iowa and Minnesota, do you give Baylor a shot this weekend? I know we're going to talk about it with Bama. Um,
3: Do you give Baylor a shot against Oklahoma? A shot, sure. But But, do you you like the Sooners in the game? That's one of my picks this week. Is it? It's on my list. I had a lot more NFL than college, though, this week, which scares me because that is normally not the case. But yeah, I... A week off for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. A lot of negativity. A lot of yeah. oh, only ranked eighth. And what they need to do. Yada yada yada. I, I think this is a team. And Lincoln Riley, by the way, coming off of a bye, really good. Is he? He's been really good in his career. So I kind of put all those things together. And Baylor, I don't know. Bohannon just is so inconsistent. Yeah. Against Iowa State, he was excellent, especially mm-hmm. in that first half. Mm-hmm. Inconsistency for him. I wonder if the wheels are coming off a little bit there. After it's starting to figure them out maybe a yeah. little bit. They're
1: starting to get some tape on them and maybe maybe I think it's going to be a good football game. That's I, where I'll be tomorrow morning.
3: You'll be I'll be in Iowa City. <laughs> okay. <Freezing>. Tailgating. Tailgating <laughs> freezing, drinking whiskey, oh, trying to stay warm. My gosh.
1: I don't know how anybody does it drinking. Oh, whiskey. it's great! You know, dude, the, the, the whole bourbon craze too. Yeah. Do you really think that everybody that on Twitter on a Friday or Saturday night that feels they have to go out and get one of those big ice ice cube balls mm-hmm. and they go out and they purchase some bourbon? Do you really think they like it? Because I don't.
3: Yeah, you really do. It's an acquired taste. Did you like beer the first time you tasted yes. it? Yes. The first every the
1: very first time I remember where I was, I was at Uncle Sam's. I was like six years old, and it was a Carling's Black Label. And uh, Sam, Uncle Sam, <laughs> took me behind the, the barn. Uh, you know, because we were because there's two entrances to the barn, and they were all having a they're all having a beer, and he gave me a sip of it, and I can remember the taste of it to this day. And you like
3: yes. Well, I'm going to guess you're kind of off on a cliff on your own on that one, because I think most people it's more of an acquired taste. Uh, beer, yes. Come on, now bourbon, I'll give you or scotch. It's like drinking fuel, like petrol.
1: I don't believe people like bourbon as much as they try to pass (laughs) that they do. I think that they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Well, there's plenty
3: of that out there. For sure, there is. Well,
1: all the cool people are drinking bourbon. I better go get a big ice cube and run to the store and get myself. What do they drink? Oh, I have
3: no idea. Oh, there's a couple of them. Yeah,
1: Knob Creek and Cody
3: Gold. Uh, I don't get it. I'm 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 with you. I like beer. I drink beer. But I let like, not drink whiskey to stay warm at the tailgate. Well, a little fireball shot or two, you know, something like that, warm the belly and go from there. No, it's not going to be sipping. It's going to be—I'll be drinking beer the whole time, and I'll be drinking cheap domestic beer because that's what I do. Because that's what I like, <laughs> and I don't need to keep up with the beer snobs either. Yeah. Now we talked about the whiskey snobs. You beer snobs do it the same way. Now just give me a Coors Light, yeah. and I am. Pickled pink. That's all I need. I don't need anything with a bunch of hops, yeah. and an extra I can't barley, stand the hops. just on and on and on. I don't need an IPA. Give nope, me nor... a good American beer or even a Canadian beer. I'm fine with yeah. some Molson.
1: Yeah, Labatt's. Yes, Bolson, the good
3: stuff. Every time I go to Michigan, that's uh, that's what you get. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Ann Arbor. They had specials last time I was out there. Mm-hmm. Drank a lot of that. <laughs> all right,
1: ten uh, fifteen, Iowa, Minnesota. So you think that this is a. Not a tricky spot, but of of the two, if one of them was to go down in flames, you think it would be the Hawks. What do
3: you want to see from Padilla tomorrow? I want to see, more than anything, the offense. And I want to see Brian actually work to make an offense that makes sense for Padilla. Not just what we do, but utilize a guy for the first time in a long time that can move around. That Mm -hmm. can make plays with his feet. Move the pocket. You've had this jet sweep in the playbook, and it comes out from time to time. Mm -hmm. But have it be a bigger part of the offense. Keep those defensive ends for Minnesota, which are excellent. Keep them on their toes. Give them something else outside of zone left, zone right. Right. They went more gap blocking last week and more straight Uh ahead. But, of course, what are they doing it behind? They're doing it behind Linderbaum. They're doing it behind Shooter. That's what they did last week. you got to be more diversified. You have to have more here. And have one of those game plans where I understands Hey, we can't win this one 17-13. seventeen thirteen. Let's go out and put a game plan together like we did against Ohio State in twenty seventeen, against USC in twenty nineteen. Put together those kind of game plans that say we Boy, have to USC score to win. Game plan that was it was beautiful.
1: Time holiday bowl that was terrific.
3: They were doing all kinds uh-huh. of huh. Th- Last time Minnesota was in town two years ago, in that high powered offense or no one loss. Oh no, unbeaten and that was, they were unbeaten when they, they were. were they were not they got picked off the next week too, right? Might have been, yeah. yeah I but think so. They uh, came in, but that was a high-powered offense. Iowa said, all right, we're going to have to score probably to beat this team. And that first-half offense was incredible. What did they do in the second half? Of course, the Ferris mm-hmm. lockbox came out, <laughs> and they held on for dear life. But you need to come up with a scheme and a game plan that fits Alex Padilla. Use him in a way that puts him in a chance to be the most successful. Got all the reps this week, all these different things. That's what I see, want to see more than anything from Padilla. He just got to play well. Uh, when we
1: look at the box score either tomorrow night or Sunday morning, uh, who's the leading receiver? Is it one of the freshmen?
3: Uh I I I don't know. I, don't, I, I wanted I, I don't have see a feel that. for that. Yeah, I don't have a feel mm-hmm. that it's going to be. Yeah, you know, we heard after the game that Keegan Johnson mentioned you know, they practice a lot more yeah, together. Bruce did the same thing. So yep. those two guys, yeah, it would make sense, but. Maybe more than anything, you need to get Tyrone trust well, That, yeah. I mean, the chirping from his family, yeah. and, and you're going down that route See, here. See, now I thought
1: that last week that they tried to implement him more in the game plan. They, they were looking yeah. for him a little bit more. five targets. The,
3: yeah. A couple catches, yeah. That
1: followed the criticism from what it was, his brother, I think, that uh, was piping up. I think it was his brother. Was
3: he was a great up. running back in high school. Find ways to get him involved. Mm-hmm. Him and Arlen Bruce, those guys in space. Use them in that jet sweep mm-hmm. action. I think it's going to also open up. What you can do in the run game with Goodson if you do those kind of things. It it just feels like the last few weeks they've gone back to just the most vanilla kind of playbook that they possibly can have. Can't do that. Don't yeah. do that against Minnesota here. With that offensive line, I just don't think it works well They don't well trust enough.
1: their quarterbacks, Trent. That's mm-hmm. what that tells me. You know, I read in Chad Leitsico's article today, I didn't realize this, um, Fleck has never led yeah. in a game against Iowa.
3: Yeah. Fleck has never led. Never if you would have listened to the Degenerate Hawkeyes podcast well, earlier this week, that you would have one. had that. So maybe Leistico did. Thank is you, that Chad, what you're for saying? listening. Though that's good work, and uh, <laughs> my buddy Stat Boy that put together that information. Yeah, Fleck has never even led. That's wild. Ferrets. Yeah, that that's wild. Well, um, look at, I,
1: it's, I guess a toss up. That one. Um, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Not like this. It's gonna be a little warmer. I mean, it's Minnesota. They're in northern right, school, yeah. so that doesn't affect anything.
3: I think I saw the high was forty-two. What's the winds going to be like? Ten to twelve. Okay, so not overly debilitating, mm-hmm. but a breeze inside of there. Gonna be chilly. First real cold game right of the year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've I guess got to
1: somewhat lucky to get to the middle of November right. with, with this type of weather, right? And next week's supposed to warm up a little bit even further. So, anyways, um, how about you? What do you what, you want? To see something from Padilla? Yes, I do. I, I want to see him take a step forward. Yeah, I want to see. It, I want to see him make it impossible to, uh, for them to give Petrus the ball next week. Take because the because it sounds like they want to.
3: It does sound that
1: way. When you you read the quote yesterday a couple of times, talking about you can go and don't write it in pen. I think was what how Ferens put it. So that's what I want to see. I want to see him take this job. Uh, And open up the playbook. Show a little bit more trust, because they obviously don't trust uh, Spencer Petras in the pocket. And I can understand why. He's not mobile by any means. But, you know, take the training wheels off. We'll see if they do. I'm not so sure they will. Anyways, uh, we'll continue on here. What do you expect uh, to see from Iowa State on the hardwood tonight? Is this a close game? The point spread was a little tighter
3: than you know, I thought it was going to be. One thing that I was surprised by, and talking to a few Iowa State people too, I, uh, Oregon State last year, of course, made that great run in mm-hmm. the tournament. Get all the way to the lead eight, right there with Houston in that game. I mean, yeah. they were minutes away from playing in the Final Four, which is crazy. Now, the only reason they got in the NCAA tournament, they won the Pac-12 tournament. Right, right. They were not good last year. No. By any means. In fact, going into the Pac-12 tournament, they were a robust 14-12. and
2: 12.
3: They win three straight there. They win three straight in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. This was not a very good team. They lost their best player from a year ago in Ethan Thompson. Ken Palm has them as the 71st best team in the country. That's where they rank right now. So maybe we're just overrating that run a little bit, and that's why this point spread is tighter yeah, well, than, than you would think. They were
1: mediocre in conference play last year. They were. But they were playing a team <laughs> that was awful in conference play yeah. last year. I just want to look. It, it to me, it's all about development for Otzelberger's first year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's seeing this team want to play for him. Want, they're listening to him. They they're doing what he's asking them to do, and they certainly did in game number. There was just no flow to the game, Trent. Right. There was no flow. All the fouls, for God's sakes, uh-huh. and the free throws. It was just like, oh my God. Uh, it was let him play. I get that it's early in the year, and this is when they're going to crack down, right? Always. They're trying to set the tone for, this is how we're going to call it in conference play, with, then they don't. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Iowa, meanwhile, tonight. Tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Against uh, UMKC. K- uh, you're
3: right. Um, I just want, It'll be a clubbing. Well, they, there's no way to watch the game, right? ESPN Plus. Or BTM Plus, BTN BTM me. Plus? Yep. The subscription-based. So do you have to pay for BTN Plus, or do you yeah. get it if you're a Directv nope, guy? Nope, it's an extra add-on. Okay. It's an extra $9.99 a month or something like that. So, yeah, that'd be double streaming for you. Yeah,
1: no, I, I'm. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, did you see that there's a NFL rumor? You know who's going after Sunday Ticket, and I know this kind of scares me. You know, I'm, you know who wants it? I'm going to guess Amazon, ESPN. Oh, what's that going to do? ESPN Plus.
3: Right. Right. <laughs>
1: No more 706, 707, 714 for the late afternoon uh-huh. windows. Kicking and screaming. It is. Anyways, kicking and screaming to do this. Let's try. We have not had a winner at all Come on, let's go. We have not had a winner this entire um, what has it been now, three weeks of this promotion, roughly, Yeah. Uh, of the $1,000 handoff? What we are asking you to do right now for your chance to win a grand is text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. Right now, it's your chance to win
3: $1,000. BILLS to 200-200.
1: You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest.
3: Your former producer. Ken Thompson called in. Yes. Said, You're not alone. He also loved the taste of beer the first time he tasted (laughs) it. Yeah, boy, Mr. Tate.
1: I still don't think that there's many. There's there's a lot of folks out there that really are drinking bourbon just to keep up with the cool folks. Mark Hanerham, he
3: sent us a picture of uh, his. He's got a lot of whiskey there, in front does of him. he? Yes. Uh, well, I'm not
1: saying that there's none. I know I don't. Maybe I'm coming across this painting with a pretty broad brush. <laughs> what us? <laughs> but just eh, come on. Anyways, we'll take our time out. Ten twenty-five on a Friday. We're gonna play the hits next. Hawks and clones. Uh, then Bama Bob Trent and I around college football to kick off our number two, Claxon's Barbecue. Now that'll warm you up.
3: That's some good stuff.
1: That will warm you up. Uh and then our picks before we get out of here at noon. Trent and Joe Stacy have both of the five A semifinals tonight. Four o'clock and seven ish uh on ninety six point nine the bull. We're Miller and Condon. We are on Des Moines Sports Station, one oh six point three the beer. I just passed 10.30 on a football Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we take you until noon. Cyclone fans, you'll hear from Dave Sproul. He covers Iowa State, KASI and Ames here in about oh, 15 minutes or thereabouts right now. Our friend Tom Kakert, he does likewise for the Hawkeyes at HawkeyeReport.com. He's got a double dip this weekend. Carver Hawkeye tonight, Kinnick tomorrow. It's a busy time of year, Tom Kakert. How are you?
2: it is a busy time of year but it's a good time of year i enjoy the uh staying busy with uh covering both sports this time of year and so we'll we'll do that Kansas City tonight, and then Minnesota tomorrow,
1: and then before we know it, it'll be early signing day, and uh, things will be business will be brisk. Well, let's start since uh, going order since the basketball is tonight. Uh, Your takeaway from uh, earlier in the week, I I was I had I enjoyed watching the game, Tom. I mean, come on, the the uh, was wasn't the best of uh, competition, but it looks as though they're going to be a fun team. They if they concentrate on the defensive end of the floor, as they will clearly have to do. Once they get into Big Ten play, uh, th- this team's got some upside to it. That was my takeaway. Your thoughts?
2: I think so too. I, I, I just I think this is an interesting team, and I, I don't think we know um, quite yet what they're what they are. I mean, if they if they make if well, they make like eighteen threes or whatever the other night, if they do nice, that, yeah. they're going to they're going to win a lot of games. You know, that's just how it is. But I don't expect them to do that on a regular basis. But um, I, I think, you know, Keegan Murray looks like he is legit, but you know, mm-hmm. it's with, so we got to see him against some good teams too. And Jordan Bohannon shot it. Well, uh, Patrick McCaffrey's looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Murray looked good. Um, and they, they came out and they played really good defensively. And, um, Joe Toussaint kind of setting that tone, uh, defensively, which is, I think what every Iowa fan wanted to see.
3: He's played really well well played really well on Tuesday night. So going forward with this team it's one game it's against Longwood but did it change your perception at all did you get juiced up jazzed up a little bit more about maybe what this team is but if i remember correctly Tom you're pretty high on this team coming in at least a chance to be a tournament team.
2: Yeah, i was like 20 and 11 and mm-hmm. i might be <laughs> I think that the, one of the reasons I felt better about Iowa was I saw the result of the Virginia Navy game <laughs> and, and then I go, wait, you know, Virginia is just not that good, I guess. And, uh, you know, so that potentially, um, you know, that'd be a tough game, obviously, but, um, you know, potentially, you know, I will get to win there and there's a, there's a route for them, um, to, to go undefeated in the non-con and that wouldn't that gets you off to a pretty good start um i, I just think the the games they're going to struggle in are the ones that everybody's going to struggle in when you have to go against Kofi Coburn and yeah. Hunter Dixon and, and Zach Eady, they're going to have a problem because yeah. they they just don't have a lot of effective size at this point in the year
1: yeah I'm guessing eddie didn't shrink over the over the what how tall is he 72 so 74 74 7-4, unbelievable.
2: Tom, I think that's what he's listed at in the program.
1: Jesus. Unbelievable. Your thoughts on uh, Rebracca? Look, it's it's one game. You, you probably saw him in the exhibition. Um, a, a far cry from North Dakota, from Grand Forks to, to Iowa City and playing in the Big Ten. Um, your thoughts of, from what you've seen so
2: far in him? Um he's been okay. Uh, they didn't need him offensively. I, I thought he was good defensively and really active and really kind of helped set that tone. Um, in the last couple of years, and, and this is no, I mean, Luca Garz was amazing thing and, and that those teams were really fun, but there were a lot of games where they kind of came out slow. In this team, in both games, now it's lesser competition, so it's it, you have to account for that, but they've just come out of the gate just breathing fire on the defensive end, and uh, Rebrach has been really active on that end of the floor, and I think that's real important.
3: With that, let's get into some football. It's Minnesota, and it is Alex Padilla, at least on the depth chart. Some cryptic things being taken maybe out of context from Mm -hmm. Kirk Ferentz and his coach's show earlier in the week. Do you anticipate it's going to be Padilla, or is there even the slightest of chance, chances that Spencer Petras pops out there, trots out onto the field, and is met with a chorus of booze.
2: <laughs> oh boy, it, it would be uh, kind of ugly yeah. if Spencer yeah. runs out there. I just, I don't think you want to put um, put that kid in that position. It's just. Uh, Recipe for a huge distraction for him. Uh, you know the the way I've looked at it all week is start Padilla, and if Padilla struggles and Spencer is available, bring him in. then. Mm-hmm. you know you can you can always go to the bullpen, and and maybe that'll help Spencer reset uh, coming in in that situation. Um, but I think you got to see what you got with Padilla, and, and I know Kirk doesn't want to do that more than likely, but I think you got to do it. You just you have to. You have to play him and see what you got and see if he can get you to the but if if Padilla comes out and plays well, the quarterback race is over, isn't it?
1: I think it yeah. should be. Maybe yeah,
2: it, you just it have to go be. With, you just have to go with Padilla the rest of the season. Yep. I'm with yeah. you.
1: Tom, What do you when you look at the Gophers team, obviously the, the, the injuries at the running back position. I mean, opening night, that Thursday night, Ibrahim had, what, a buck 50, a buck maybe north of that before he got hurt in the Ohio State game. He was running. I mean, they, they couldn't stop him. So we started. That was maybe our first indication that the Buckeyes' defense is uh, they took a step back. Um, but since then, we all got excited about that four-game winning streak, and I'll give you the win at West Lafayette. This is a good do team beating number two and number three but since then Nebraska Maryland and and northwestern before last week Tom that was an ugly game and I watched all of it against Illinois I don't know what to make of this Minnesota team I should win this football game
2: yeah they're just um they're just really if you shut down their run game you shut them down
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know tanner the, one of the more surprising stats that I looked up Yesterday was I uh, was right, my game previews. Morgan's got six passing touchdowns and seven interceptions this year, and that's a that's a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he's he's good in the RPO game, but beyond but throwing the ball, he's just not very good. Um, I, I just don't think they have. Uh, the, but that's the challenge for Iowa, right? Is the Going up against that massive offensive mm-hmm. line that, you know, the one guy that's, uh, you know, is joking with Joe Evans. What's it like to go up against a yeah. six eight 400 pound guy when you're 250 pounds? And he just kind of got a smile on his face. <laughs> he said, well, you got to be quicker than them. Yeah. Uh, but, but they've always seemed to be able to, you know, they've had these guys have been playing for three years, mm-hmm. basically that entire line. And, and, um, I was been able to, to handle them, uh, fairly easily. So I, you know, I think as long as they can, um, they have got to get out early and score early. Iowa does have to get a lead. You can't play from behind, and if you shut that run game down, I think Iowa gets a gets a victory.
3: How close we're going to see a quarterback change? We feel with the Hawkeyes. How close is Tanner Morgan to losing his jam- job Ooh. to Kramer? Another young guy inside the program.
2: <laughs> they were calling for it, weren't they, they were. last week? The, the fans were, at least. It was ugly, you know. Yeah. I just, I don't know. This Minnesota team's just weird. I mean, you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect them to lose to, I mean, that Bowling Green loss is maybe right. one of the worst losses yeah, in college weak. football yeah, this yeah. year, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Now, was
2: that before? They beat Call they shut out Colorado
1: and the Buffs aren't good. It was a week later. It was a yeah. week later. Oh,
2: that's, br- They're good on the road, though. That's the thing. They've been good on the mm-hmm. road this year. They've been a good road team and a bad home team.
3: Mm-hmm. Sin
1: yeah, I mean, let me ask both of you guys this. Well, maybe well you both like to dabble yes. in sports. What do you think the uh, what what price could you get that uh, uh the Hawks run the table?
3: Three games they'll be favored obviously favored here, favored yeah. next week and a slight favorite against Nebraska. Yeah. Oh, probably plus 250, something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I, I don't yeah, think I'd, I'd bet
2: guess it. that.
1: Yeah. Because you don't, you think Nebraska's prime, don't you? Oh, yeah. I yeah. do too. Yeah. I, it was the last game of the year. That's their bowl game. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a couple of weeks before we have to talk about that one. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, great stuff. Uh, just your thoughts, Tom, on the on the one o'clock kickoff uh, that seemingly came out of nowhere. Uh, senior day, Illinois. FS1 is going to be there. I have no idea what they're broadcasting prior to, but a one o'clock kick, kind of a turn back the clock to that uh, spot as far as the one o'clock on the, uh, for a kickoff, huh?
2: Yeah, I joked that they should uh, make it like 70s or 80s day and yeah. <laughs> let fans, let fans, uh, since they're allowing alcohol in, let us bring those old, those old uh, yeah. wine bodas. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was back in my day in the early 80s when, uh, we bring these wine boaters and smuggle in alcohol to the games.
1: Well then they wouldn't let TV cameras in if we're gonna turn the camera or the clock back and <laughs> gotta watch those sure. games. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, great stuff. We will talk to you in advance of that Illinois game uh, a week from today. Thanks, Tom. Okay, thanks guys. Thank you. HawkeyeReport.com for Tom Cakert. HawkeyeReport Plus two fifty, huh? Plus two fifty to run the table. Mm-hmm. You're confident about this? I didn't say that. Oh, I was going to say. i got to get past Minnesota first. And... and Illinois pops up now and then. They do. It's senior day. They're not losing.
3: You know what the lead-in to the Iowa-Illinois I game on one I don't. What FS1? is it? It's basketball. Oh, to who is window. it? UConn hosting Tony Kornheiser's alma mater, Binghamton. There's a lead-in for you.
1: <sighs> yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think many people will be watching that or maybe on football.
3: Plenty of people will be on watching UConn up there in Connecticut. Yeah. They love their Huskies. What's the um what's the Big Ten East tilt in that window? There's gotta be one. Well, it's Oklahoma, Iowa State next window at eleven. Right. Yeah. I mean that's the big one for us. Big Ten Wise, Michigan State, Ohio State's the big pretty noon big. kickoff. Pretty big. Yeah, pretty big. Uh we will take a timeout. Um the Big Ten the Big Ten
1: the Big Noon kickoff, I thought's Oklahoma, Iowa State. Oh, you might. Yeah, I'm positive.
3: You're right. Yeah, that's yeah. ABC for Michigan State. Gotcha. Well, All right, Ohio we'll State. come back. Dave Sproul,
1: KSI 1430 on the AM dial. Iowa State conversation. They've got Oregon State at Hilton. They're on the road in Lubbock to take on the Red Raiders. Miller and Condon are on 106.3. Eight hundred bets off. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condit. I meant to do this prior to our Hawkeye piece with Tom Caker, but if you'd like to win Hawkeye tickets... Uh, to Senior Day next Saturday versus Illinois. It's a 1 o'clock kick. Go to the Miller & Condon uh, Twitter page. There you'll see the pinned tweet, courtesy of our friends Dr. Stephen Fuller, East 29th Street and, of course, Southwest 8th Street in Des Moines if you're looking for a dentist. Want to use that dental coverage before it expires, Dr. Fuller and his staff accepting new patients. Anyways, Illinois tickets, total yards, tomorrow's Minnesota-Iowa game closest without going over. You must use the hashtag at FullerDental. And if you take the user's number that's already been taken, whoever gets that number first. Uh, We'll get those ducats. Miller and Condon Twitter page, as simple as that. You can see all the rules uh, at the pinned at the top of our page. And now on to Iowa State, where Dave Sproul covers them for KASI. I I saw him covering a future cyclone at a signing day ceremony. At least I saw a picture of him. Boy, he knows where the camera is. Yeah, he had the microphone right in front of Lipsy, and he wanted to make sure. It's like like Phil
3: Hattie back in the day over (laughs) in Iowa City. That's a great point. Hello, Dave Sproul. How are you?
0: I'm just catching all the angles, fellas.
1: <laughs> Are you really? Well, Dave, let's talk about Lipsy. I mean, uh, stays home. Um, Trent's seen him play. You've obviously seen him play uh, a bunch. What kind of uh, what kind of Big Twelve player do uh, do you anticipate he'll become? Or you know, let's tap the brakes and wait a couple of years because it's you know we need to see more. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm a cautious cat when it comes to trying to extrapolate how a high school kid is going to translate into uh, college ball. But I think lipsy has got a great uh, opportunity ahead of him. He's, he's got some versatility. He can play the one or the two. He's got some explosiveness. He can really drive to the basket. Very speedy guy. He's got uh, state track champion caliber uh, mm. speed uh, as well. So I think he's going to uh, be in a good position. I think T.J. Asselberger and his crew will find ways to use him very well, along with you know, Eli King and, and Tyrese Hunter is a freshman for Iowa State this year. That That's the, the, the makings of them a pretty strong uh, backcourt for, uh, you know, two, three seasons together in, in Hilton Coliseum.
3: Eli King, you mentioned him, Minnesota kid, tapped into the Minnesota connections to uh, pick him up in the class. Damarian Watson, though, a, a guy that I guess of the three, maybe not as well known, Minnesota kid, but had some really good offers coming out. Florida was involved, Cal, Creighton, Vanderbilt, before he ultimately uh, chose Iowa State. Just a guy I'm just not as familiar with as I am, opposed to the other two. What do you know about Watson?
0: Yeah, not much, uh, personally, uh, as someone who doesn't keep a terribly close eye on whole, the whole recruiting world. Uh, his his name wasn't really on my radar, and the only reason King was kind of on my radar to begin with was because he and Damon Lipsy are AAU teammates, so they're, they're, I guess, kind of a a package deal, but uh, uh, according to Iowa State, you know Watson's a top 150 guy by rivals, 156 and the 24/7 composite, and you get a guy around there, you're probably getting a pretty quality uh, player. Um, and we'll have to wait and see. You know, he's got a long wingspan, apparently, and you know, it's got some other qualities. I'm sure to him that Iowa State likes, but I just don't know much and haven't seen really any of uh, him playing at all. So what I, can't, did, I couldn't tell you much, I'm afraid.
1: Well, uh, what did you see on Tuesday night? Obviously, it was a, it, there was zero flow to the game with 50-plus fouls in it, Dave. Uh, but I did see effort at the defensive end of the floor. The two Big Ten transfers are going to uh, uh, be, make a major impact. Uh, Brockington, of course, Calcher, are going to have a major impact, as you would assume that they would, upperclassmen uh, on this team. Your thoughts from what you saw on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit messy, and uh, Iowa State, if anything, was probably overly aggressive, which is probably better than the alternative of not being aggressive enough. But it just kind of got away from him. When uh, I think T.J. Alsburger said after the game, you know, they the hands might have been a little too act too active and trying to, you know, smack the ball away a little too much. He, specifically, you know, when he was talking about Tyrese Hunter making his debut as a, a freshman for for Iowa State. Uh, Maybe trying to do too much. And that's kind of natural, I guess, uh, when you're new to the scene and trying to overdo it. And your coach has been, you know, preaching aggressiveness and, and playing hard. And maybe you come out, you commit a few too many fouls early, and then the rest get wistful, happy, and mm-hmm. you end up with a ton of trips to the free throw line, and the game just takes forever. But, um, Brian would say you saw the effort. That's the big thing. You saw the effort you want to see, the want to, at least on defense. And if they can, you know, balance that out, playing a little smarter along with that aggressiveness, then uh, you'll be right where uh, TJ and company want them to be.
3: Oregon State tonight, big one, Pac-12 team comes in, team that played in the lead Eight last year, but uh, not a whole lot of buzz, at least as it pertains to this game on a national level. Neither team ranked in the top 25. What do you expect tonight? Do you expect to see the Oregon State team we saw last year during March or the one we saw most of the regular season before that?
0: Yeah, I got to confess, I don't know much about the Beavers. I think they've lost some of the, the top players that were on that team last year. So they might be in a bit of a rebuilding mode themselves, but it's going to be a quality opponent. They're a favorite for a reason, although it's just a slight one from what I understand. Um, again, it's the kind of thing where you go out there for an Iowa State fan. This is, you got to remind yourself this is game two with a new coach and a bunch of new guys. So look for the effort. Maybe, you know, the outcome might not be what you want it to be, uh, but if they are a group that uh, that puts it all out there and fights hard to the end, that's about all you can ask for.
1: Indeed. Dave Sproul, KSI 1430 on the AM dial. Well, Iowa State, the football team, off they go on the road, Dave Sproul. And look, their their two Big 12 losses have both been on the road. They lost in Waco and lost in Morgantown, uh, back on the road after uh, beating Texas convincingly last week. Road is, I don't want to say it hasn't been kind. It's not like they haven't won on the road this year, beating K-State. uh, was uh, that that was a road game? Obviously, um, what do you expect to see in this game? I for whatever reason, I think it's going to be closer than maybe the uh, the point spread says that it is. I mean, I believe Iowa State will win the football game and then get to Norman next week with still everything to play for. Um, what, how did you find the team, and do you expect this to be a close game tonight, or tomorrow?
0: Yeah, I don't know that I expect a close game. Maybe for two and a half, three quarters. Texas Tech can hang with them, but there's some questions. that quarterback uh, right. looks like Henry Columbia will be out with an illness, so they're going to go with Tyler Shuck, the transfer from Oregon, if he's healthy enough. He's recovering from a broken collarbone. They have to go with a redshirt freshman, uh, Donovan Smith, who's played in seven games so far this season and has had some significant, uh, you know, time out there on the field. But still, we're talking about a redshirt freshman, mm-hmm. so uh, really don't know what you're going to get in that situation if you're your Texas Tech. So, I would expect, you know, Iowa State with his experience and its depth to be able to kind of wear down this this Texas Tech squad. I mean, they've shown flashes of what they can do. Obviously, we know they have a history of explosive offenses, and they Uh they have some guys who could make some plays. But I just think with the questions at quarterback and what Iowa State is bringing on the defense, even though, you know, they might be a little banged up, but Mike Rose played pretty well and, you know, played about a little more than half the snaps Mm -hmm. on defense last week against Texas, and he should be uh, even more healthier this week uh maybe not 100 percent by any means but healthier than he was last week so i like iowa state's uh, defense here to control the game and offense to eventually you know kind of pull this one away in the second half yeah
1: smith had played the majority of the oklahoma game last week Chuck uh, could not answer the bell so 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 we'll see what about the injuries for iowa state Dave? And any uh, any concern there
0: not probably not as much as a week or even 2 weeks ago uh, especially with the he talked yeah. to the media this week about rehabbing his, his rotator cuff uh, injury and he said it was you know it's something he works on for about 2 hours a day so
1: the, it was that, a uh, rotator cuff then did did, did yeah. they come out okay
0: good that that's what he said yeah. uh, to the media on Tuesday so uh he's he's been working on rehabbing that and it's it's not the kind of thing it gets better with rest you actually have right. to work at it and he's been doing that and so, you know, just over 50% of the snaps on defense last week, I would expect that percentage to go up unless Iowa State can really take control early and you can get a bunch of backups in there to rest your guys. But I think Iowa State, this Iowa State team, you know, not 100%. There's a lot of guys on a lot of teams, I'm sure, are banged up and playing for pain at this point in the season. Uh, but I think Iowa State's going to have enough out there. They've developed enough depth uh, to handle the, the injuries they have at the moment and survive a team like Texas Tech that is not going to be at the same level in terms of their depth and talent.
3: Tom, I was reading through uh, excuse Tom Manning's tra- transcript, I should say, Dave, and uh, his press conference earlier in the week, and somebody asked him just about what he'll miss about the departing players, and I, it snapped me into reality. We're getting to that point. Yeah. We're talking about these guys going mm-hmm. on. This group of Cyclones, Oof. what they've accomplished, even if it doesn't end back in the Big 12 championship game this year, it has been an incredible run. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's almost hard to imagine a team that uh, – Putting Iowa State a, a team on the field that doesn't have Rock Purdy or, or Charlie Kohler mm-hmm. or, you know, even, uh, Colin Newell. Yeah, they're at the center. Brees Hall might or may not yeah be back. He's, he's a junior. Yeah, but he he's can cold. come back. Right. But, I uh, yeah, I would guess he'd probably bounce to the NFL. And then on the other side, you got Mike Rose and Will McDonald, who, uh, you know, he's a junior again, but definitely has an NFL shot. the uh, week yeah. a long term, you know, veteran guy. And um, Greg Eisworth. I mean, he's. In his sixth, fifth or sixth year as a junior college transfer uh, at Iowa State, that doesn't very that doesn't happen very often. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of familiar faces who are uh, you know in the home stretch of their final season for Iowa State. And it's uh, it's going to be hard to imagine you know a team for Iowa State without those guys, but, you know, it's college football. It has to happen eventually.
1: Indeed it does. Dave Sproul, KSI 1430 on the AM dial. Dave, we will talk to you in advance of that Oklahoma tilt next Saturday. Recap another week's worth of college basketball. Thank you, Dave Sproul. Appreciate it.
0: Always my pleasure.
1: Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, K A S I 1430 AM in Story County. That's where Iowa State plays in Story County. Well... Ready or not, Bama Bob, Trent, and I are gonna go around. We've got a handful more than that college football games we will opine on Claxon's barbecue and our picks in the final hour of the week on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.